gore fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how you doing um amazing with watching this movie oh yeah this is great i love this one at least in the conversation if not the winner of greatest horror movie of all time am i stepping out of bounds saying this Oh, not whatsoever, because it honest this is my favorite horror movie of all time and second favorite movie of all time. Now, I love it. It's not my favorite of all time, but it's I can also step back aside from my own personal choice and say, yeah, this is probably the best, or at least right up there. Well, I just re- even remember, like, there was uh, this, week, this week we're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. This is a movie I didn't see probably until high school. Um, because my mother was so afraid of it. There were certain movies that she would like. She'd let me watch all the Friday the 13th, all the Halloweens, because those are pretty. I mean, they're like great movies, but compared to this, they're not as like intense, you know? No, maybe the first Halloween. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, they're not as frightening. Right. And this was one I didn't see until high school when I could just like finally buy it myself. And that's the only way I was going to be able to get it because mom was not buying me this movie because she was so afraid of it. Yeah, well, I get it. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. Or should we just start talking about it, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. This movie is so, like, intense and so not nearly as grisly and gory as you think. Yeah, exactly. That's what another thing people like, oh my god, it's so like gory and bloody and whatnot. It's like, honestly, it's not. It leaves a lot up to your imagination, which it seems like time and time again is the way to do like a movie. Not every single one, but a lot of the times of like, leave it up to the person's own imagination and they'll come up with something way grislier than you can actually shoot. Well, I think it's like a testament to how good of a film this is that you think you walked away seeing something graphic and disturbing and gross. But in reality, there's no gore in it. There's a little bit of blood. But, like, it's crazy. Like, that's how good it is that you walk away feeling like, oh, God, I need a shower. Oh, yeah. Even look at um the first Halloween. There's, like, no blood in there, like, hardly whatsoever. And but everyone thinks it's such an intense movie. It just leaves it's a, a greatly shot and written movie. It just leaves it up to your imagination again. I would almost put this movie like how Maniac and like Henry Portrait of a, Portrait of a Serial Killer feel like you shouldn't be watching them, and so it's almost like a documentary. Yeah, it's really something like it's even going to the title, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. By the way, if you're looking at the title of this podcast, I'm like, that idiot Greg spelled it wrong. No, I didn't. I know. That's the way the movie is spelled. Yeah, they put the space in between chain and saw for some reason in this movie. But the other ones, it's just chainsaw. I think they just made a typo and they already printed the posters like, well, we're rolling with it now. Yeah, and every like, and everyone just goes with it now. On Letterbox, it's like that. I have my um, two disc Ultimate Collection DVD right here beside me, and it's spelled like that. Yeah, that's just the way it is. But you want to know what's crazy about why there's probably no gore in this movie? Why? Because Toby Hooper wanted a PG rating. Oh my god! 
<laughs> because this was also before the invention of PG-13, which makes it a little more credible. But it's crazy to think, because he was talking like with the MPAA while he was making it, like, well, how do I get a PG rating? Because he thought it would perform better. Like, well, go easy on the blood, no gore, obviously no nudity. He's checking all these things, not try to avoid swearing. He checked all these boxes, but when he presented to him, like, no, this isn't getting anything other than an R. This is disturbing. Which shows you, like, even, like, psychologically, it can be still super disturbing when you take all of that stuff out that you think horror movies are. Yeah, but it's just, you know Jaws is a PG movie, technically, because the 13 hadn't been invented yet? Right. Can you imagine if the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was rated <laughs> PG? Well, that's, like, a fuck of a loophole where, like, I could imagine me in, like, elementary school or middle school them being like, okay, it's bring your own movie in today, but nothing above a PG, and I come in with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I'm like, well, actually, and I point <laughs> at the back of the box. <laughs> oh, but what I was saying when I was talking about the title is, like, you were saying it's, like, Henry Portrait and stuff like that, because, like, even the title, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it makes it seem like you're... It's some cold case footage, like, of an incident that happened. Like, it, it, no, it's not presented like that. It's not like Blair Witch or anything. But it just feels, has this grit realness to it that is amazing. Well, and that leads right into, like, the very beginning where it's, this movie has, like, an opening crawl. Yes, it does. Written, directed, and produced by uh, Toby Hooper, so it's an Edward trifecta. Hell yeah. There's also rumors that this movie was produced by the mob. Um, a lot of old movies were. I don't actually... I've never heard anything credible about this one with that. I know, like, Friday the 13th had some sketchy, like, producers back in the day. I'd never heard of Texas getting it, but it's possible. Yeah, I was um watching, because I have the uh, two-disc Ultimate Edition DVD with the gold. Like, I'm not really into, like, a lot. Of, some people are into, like, oh, I got the steel box of this Blu-ray and whatnot. Yeah. I've never really been into collecting DVDs as far as that, of, like, oh, it's a special box. But this box is, like, solid metal, and it's, like, golden, and it's, like, really heavy, and it's really, like, cool-looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a... Uh, documentary on here called the texas chainsaw massacre the shocking truth they allude to like they talk about ed gein a little bit in there and they like there's some like factual and act like stuff that wasn't true that they say is true they also kind of say that with the mob thing and like into the documentary but they're also like well you know it's one of those rumors yeah that's still it's interesting like everything about this movie like making it sounds like it was a nightmare Oh, yeah, it's just dirty, and, like, it's 110 degrees every day, and you cannot get away from the smell of rotting flesh. Exactly. It's just gross. But, like you said, we get that opening crawl and narration. Who did the narration for this? I know it was someone, like, from a sitcom or something, wasn't it? Oh, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head. It was someone, like, more famous than they had the right to get for this, and I don't remember the name, and now I wish I did, but his payment for doing it was a single joint. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but, and then August 18th, 1973. So it's one of those ones that has a date that I know you're quite fond of. Oh, yeah. I always love that because when August 18th shows up, every, like, the twit, like, horror Twitter and, like, the internet explodes of, like, oh, today's Texas Chainsaw Day. Yeah. And then we get the creepy camera flash opening with the radio broadcast and the dead decaying bodies. Just yeah. puts you right into the, oh, here we are right away. 
Yeah, and like in the background, like you can when it's still like in the it's like doing the camera flashes and it's black, you can hear like someone digging up a grave and like sawing limbs and shit. Which will turn out to be the hitchhiker. Do we ever get a name for him? No, he's always just the hitchhiker. Okay, I didn't just think like, so. Um, just like uh, Jim Sidow is just old man. Yes, and Leatherface is Leatherface. Like, you don't know what Grandpa's Grandpa. We don't know any of these people's names. I think, did Sawyer even come into play in this movie? Or is that no. something later? No, that's later. Yeah, I didn't think so. So, like, you really get nothing about them. No, you just kind of get, like, they're a family, maybe, or are they just a group of misfits that have become a family? But it, it turns out they are a family. Yeah. The radio broadcast is about grave robbing and being broadcast over where we're seeing the decomposed bodies, like, in the cemetery, like, propped up, like, disturbing statues. Yeah, it's like, he, he's, like, anally impaired, like, impaled on a gravestone. Yeah, it's gross and, and it's also like and it lends to like how just this movie feels so dirty and disgusting it's like it's not just like a skeleton there's skin on there and it's like dripping and like it looks it's gooey like wet. yeah gooey yeah and then we're introduced to our main characters which is franklin pam kirk sally and am i missing one jerry jerry thank jerry! you Yes, Jerry. And the van pulls over so Franklin can get out to take a piss. Franklin uses a wheelchair, and as he's taking a piss, this really fast, like, semi goes down the road, and I guess it's so fast that, like, Sonic Boom pushes him down a hill. Yeah, we're like, Franklin's beginning to piss in a coffee can, and, like, he gets scared and rolls down the hill, and you can see him fling the coffee can up in the air, which I just like to imagine Franklin now gets covered in piss while he's rolling down the hill. Oh, I always assumed he did, like, from the first time I watched it, like, oh, he's covered in piss. I never, like, thought it was up for debate. No, I, I just love to think that, of just, like, and, like Greg just said, Franklin's in a wheelchair, but... We will later find out this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, Franklin is the worst. And again, real quick, I do not mean any of it because he's in a wheelchair. My brother used a wheelchair. I have friends who use wheelchairs. I understand. And th I'm just speaking to this dude's character. He fucking sucks. Franklin oh, is the worst. He has to extra suck to make me even just be like, oh, fuck you, Franklin. I'm so glad that you died. Just because like, yes. you are, he's he's in a wheelchair and you're like, usually like, I think of uh, the Friday the 13th part two guy that gets killed in the wheelchair. And I'm like, oh, I love that guy. He's awesome. And he has an amazing kill. Franklin. Even the actor who played him, Paul um, Partain, said in the documentary of, like, Franklin was just such a miserable asshole. Like, he didn't, he, he kind of went, like, um, method acting with it, where, like, he's like, I felt like he was so miserable and such a dickhead that if I stopped playing it, I couldn't get back there. So he had to Daniel Day-Lewis this throughout the entire set, and no one wanted to hang out with him. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a thing like where they did like a cast reunion like years and years later, like 15 or 20 years later. And it was the first time we really talked to the other cast members as a normal person. And they're like, oh, you're awesome. Like, we hated you back then. Like, I know, I'm sorry. I had to be a dick the whole time. And like, it was the first time they ever got along was like 20 years later because he was out of character. Yeah, he didn't have to Daniel Day-Lewis Lincoln this. <laughs> yeah. They get to the cemetery. The whole reason they're doing this is they they heard the reports of the graves being dug up and desecrated, and their father's buried there, Sally and Franklin, so they're checking to make sure it's okay. 
So everyone else just came along for the road trip, seemingly. Right. This is just an extra, like, a little nothing thing, but I want to point it out. The creepy drunk guy in the cemetery just creeps me out for no reason. I love him. Where it's just, like, middle of the day or it's, like, morning. Like, it's probably not, like, past, like, 1 or 2 o'clock. And he's already extremely wasted, sitting in a tire, just laughing to himself and muttering about, like, I've seen things. Yeah, that's a guy I would not go near. No, but I love, yeah, like, all, like, the, um, I would guess they're in their, like, 20s, all these kids. Our main crew? Yeah, yeah. I'd say... Uh, at at minimum, late late teens to mid twenties. And I love what well, like, and this is also the early seventies, so there's no bras to be seen anywhere. No, there is not. Um, I believe it's Sally goes up. Is it Sally that goes up to the guy and's like, "Oh, my grandfather's bar- buried here," and he's very you're like, "Well, hello there, young lady. Uh, we can help you out." And he's like, "Go over there and see the sheriff." And there's this like big burly cowboy looking guy's like, "I hope you don't mind me taking your girl. I'll take you over here." And she's he's like getting yeah. muscled, like, "I want to be with you, pretty lady." <laughs> like, yeah, it's a bit of a frightening situation even before we get to the chainsaw murders yeah and she's because she's drug away just by her arm and looking back at her friends like i guess i'll be back in a minute <laughs> <laughs> i guess everything's fine because they get back to the van and they're driving again and they pass the smelly slaughterhouse and then franklin just starts ranting and raving about slaughterhouse stories to everybody He's like, oh yeah, they used to use the sledgehammer, but that wouldn't always get it in the first hit. So some now they use the gun, and they has this bolt action thing that go doom, 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 and they're like, Franklin, please stop like explaining in great detail how the cows are killed. They're like, I enjoy eating meat. Stop it, and he will not stop. He just keeps getting louder about it. Um, now that you mentioned about the I enjoy eating meat thing. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, the quote-unquote theme of the movie has been debated up and down. Do you think there is one? And if you do, what do you think it is? Oh, no, I don't really think that there's, like, a exact... I just see it as, like, this is a day in the life of, like, this small town, and it's just... It's almost like clerks. Of, like, here's this 24-hour period, and this is just what happened. I was going to say, I've heard uh, vegan- veganism, which I never really saw, but I can see people where they draw that, for, like, thrown about as a theme for this movie. Oh, like like being like, oh, look at what eating meat will do to you. Well, that, but, like, now these people see what the animals are like, and especially with the shots of the cows at the slaughterhouse and then what happens to the people later. Oh, which is another thing of, like, some of the shots where, like, it cuts to the cows in the slaughterhouse, and they're just, like, foaming at the mouth, they're so hot, and they're, like, drooling and shit. And it's yeah. definitely those, like, um, I forget, who's the, um, is it PETA, where they show, like, the extreme videos of, like, these animals and, like, the extreme worst conditions. And they're yeah. like, see? And it, it looks exactly like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. But that's all. That was a little side tangent. Do you remember um, PETA? I think it was PETA. Did they used to show up at Warp Tour, and they would pay you, like, $5 to watch a five-minute video? I don't think it was them. I remember there were groups that did that, though. Because I remember I did it a couple times because I needed, like, a little bit extra money to get, like, a drink or something. And then they'd stand there with you and they'd be like, so what you think about that? And I was like, oh, yeah, it really makes you think, huh? Need way to beat. And they'd be like, Can I have my money, please? I want to go buy a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> 
so here's where the movie goes crazy because they're like, see that guy? He's hitchhiking. We should pick him up. I don't know. He looks a little creepy. Cut to that. You have him. What? Why were they picking up this man? You know what? And look, full disclosure, I've mentioned on the pod, I have picked up hitchhikers before, but I don't anymore because I'm not young and stupid. But the second I'd pull over and see this guy walking towards the van, I'd just drive away. Uh Uh-uh. Not the guy with blood smeared on his face. He looks like Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) One, look, the guy sucks and you should have kicked him out. But Franklin didn't help matters right from the get-go. Like, in pure earshot of this man... Well, I do believe we picked up Dracula. Yeah, and the entire... Then he goes on and on about, like, the slaughterhouse with him. And then, like, the hitchhikers, like... he, Like you said, he's, in, like, completely insane. Um, I'm trying... Uh, Edwin Neal is who played the hitchhiker. Who, just recently, like, the last year or two, is on Instagram now. Oh, no shit. And so I get to follow the hitchhiker from Texas Chainsaw on Instagram and just see his shenanigans. And, like, he sells, like, autographed switchblade knives, like those shaving knives and whatnot. And Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, but like you said, he's, like, so he's, like, has blood on his face. He's, like, has blood on his, like, arm a little bit right now. He has more later. And he has this, like, weird, like, taxidermy, like, satchel. Yeah, and pictures of dead cow cows like polaroids of dead cows who the fuck is carrying around polaroids of dead cows yeah and then like he's they're talking about the slaughterhouse and he's like i was the killer like (laughs) yeah he doesn't like the gun not not as good no you you gotta get him with the hammer the sledge sledge. (laughs) yeah and then like uh he takes franklin's knife and he just cuts his own hand and starts bleeding everywhere around and then takes everyone's picture and tries to charge them $2 for it. Look, the second the guy starts slicing his own hand in the van, what? who's the guy driving? Is that Jerry? I think, um, you mean young Howard Stern? Is that Jerry or Kirk? Which, I think one it's of Jerry. Them? One of them. <laughs> Why aren't you slamming on the brakes at that very moment, the second the madman starts mutilating himself? Yeah, they wait, let him uh, mutilate himself. Then they try to charge him for a picture. They all say no still. Then he's like, come over to dinner. We got good head cheese. And then as soon as, soon as he brings out the gunpowder and lights the picture on fire, now that's crossing the line. Fun fact, what you said. Do you know what the original title for this movie was going to be? Head cheese? Yes. Yes. Which is an interesting title, but it, that makes me more think of like a Frank Henenlotter movie for some reason. Yeah, it sounds like a cheesy B schlocky movie, not this. So I think they went with a better title for it. Yeah. But yeah, so the second they light the picture on fire, like, ah, oh, get this fucker out of here. Oh, I also love too. then they did a callback to this in uh, Halloween Kills, where after uh, the hitchhiker cuts himself with Franklin's knife and then gives it back to Franklin, he pulls out the weird, like, shaving knife. He's like, I got this knife. Because if you think of back to Big John and Little John, uh, they pick up. They both pick up knives, and they, they go, "I have this knife." Oh yeah, they do. Which is, I'm taking as a callback to this movie. <laughs> Most likely is, but that's when they kick him out, and he marks the van. Like that was that's never made clear if that's the actual case. I'm taking it as it is. Or it, he's at least trying to freak him out, and he's also doing a proto uh, Franklin spitting scene where he's like <laughs> and doing like the fart sounds with his mouth. I gotta say, Franklin's is better. Oh, yeah, and he commits to it a lot more. 
Yes. Um, but then they stop at this gas station, and we are introduced to the old man, and they go to get gas, and it's like, well, we ain't got no gas. Truck won't be here till tonight, maybe tomorrow. And I love the um, window washer guy, who is just sitting there on the stool, staring up at the Texas sun, like, for minutes and, like, on end, where you know this guy's just staring at the sun all day. And, like, Jim Sidow goes walking out, the old man, and is like, we ain't got no gas. You want some barbecue? And the guy, like, Jim Sidow keeps, like, kind of walking away and then coming back. But the window washer guy keeps, like, going back with him and, like, continuing to wash the van. Oh, okay, boss is walking away again. I got to follow him. No, he's coming back. Go back to washing the van. <laughs> it's just a weird little thing that happens in the movie I always enjoy. Yeah, no gas. And what? Do you want to stay here? Wait for the gas? No, we better get going. Do you know where the old Franklin place is? And he kind of tries to talk him out of it. Do you think he's trying to talk him out of it to keep them there? Or he doesn't want them that close to his house? Well, I'm thinking that he's like, I don't want them that close to my house. I would rather keep them here with me and kind of deal with this a little bit later. Because right now, I have no idea where my two idiot brothers are. Do you think if he keeps them there, he still kills them? Or do you think people that just stop at the gas station, he'll legit let go, like harder to tr easier to trace back to him type thing? Well, the fact that there's so many of them, like, the only way I could see them being like, okay, we're going to take these guys is if the Hitchhiker and Leatherface both showed up, where he, like, gave them a call. And Chop Top got back from the war. Wait, wrong movie. Oh, yeah, Chop Top's off uh, fighting the good fight right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't talk about Chop Top on here. Some people who love Texas Chainsaw hate two, so I guess we'll just leave that for whenever we do that movie. Oh, man, t two's awesome. It's so different, but it's still cool. But on, he, he does offer them free barbecue, which it appears Franklin is the only one who indulges. Yeah, which he has a sausage that he just like, I know people like who enjoy cigars, but they don't smoke them. They just kind of hold them in their mouths and I guess like suck on the juices or something. Yeah, like chew on them. It's always weird. Yeah. He's doing that with a sausage. Now, look, it's later pretty much revealed that the barbecue is human meat. The sausage that he's like cigar chomping i swear to god doesn't even look like a sausage it looks like a thumb it does it looks like a thumb that they took like the bone out of the middle of and like just wrapped kind of a casing around yeah it doesn't even look like a sausage so it makes it even like weirder when they get there but they get to his dad's old house or his dad's house i don't know who owns the house because he claims his daddy owns it but i think their dad's dead they're looking for the old Franklin place, but then they're like, yeah, Franklin's like, yeah, my daddy owns it. He's like, oh, your daddy owns that place? Well, those girls don't want to be going around no house. Stay here for some barbecue. But yeah, of course they don't. They got to keep the movie going. Yes. And everyone's inside checking out the house except for Franklin, because Franklin at first, he's like looking for his knife. He's like, well, no, he's not looking for his knife yet, but he's like chomping on sausage that he's not eating. He's just sucking on. And they find the blood on the side of the van and they're about to clean it. And Franklin's like, no, I want to stare at it for a while. And they're yeah. like, okay, man, you just fucking clean it then. And they all go off to have fun. while Franklin just sits there and like, even like now he starts spitting where he takes the sausage out of his mouth that you can tell he's just been holding there like a cigar. Like I said, and he just starts going like, <laughs> like spitting something like like a hair out of his mouth. He's just nasty. 
Yeah. Now, this part, I will give Franklin the benefit of the doubt. Because this house has been abandoned for quite some time, so it's obviously not easy to get up in a wheelchair. That Someone could have said, hey, do you want to help get inside? Because it's clearly not made for him. This part, I felt bad for Franklin for. I'm like, well, someone could have asked him. But then... He just ruins it in a second when he finally does make it up to the house on his own because he starts yelling, Sally! Sally, Sally doesn't help. So he makes it in the house on his own and starts going, Gee, come on! <laughs> you, you go ahead. I'm not going to do it. Well, he's like, uh, Gee, come on, Franklin! You should come with us. It'll be a good time. <laughs> if I had any more of a good time, I couldn't take it. <laughs> 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 he just, you're underselling how much he's with the <laughs> tongue sound. It's like, like madman levels of what he's doing. Because I did the tongue sound for like two or three times. I can see spit on my computer screen. <laughs> so just like the spit is flying all over the set. You want to talk about a super spreader? Fucking Franklin. He's spitting on everyone. He's throwing his piss around. He's rubbing blood on shit. Pam and Kirk come downstairs, they ask Franklin where the swimming hole was. Didn't you say there was one around here? He tells them where it is, and they go there, but there's no swimming hole. Yeah, where they're like, um, we would really like to go swimming, and Franklin's like, well, it's down there between those two sheds. He's like, oh, okay. And they're like, did you see so-and-so? They're like, no, we'll be back in an hour or so. He's like, yeah, you'll be back in an hour or so. <laughs> they do have the line of, so do you think Franklin swam here a lot when he was little? I don't think Franklin was ever little. Yeah, where they're like, how do you think Franklin got down here? And they're like, oh, someone yeah. probably carried him when he was little. It's like, Franklin was never little. <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, the swimming hole is all dried up. And they got, they're got they trying to figure out what to do about this whole gas situation since the gas station was out. And they hear a motor running and they see a house. So they're like, oh, well, let's go check them. Maybe we can get some gas from them. I can give them the guitars collateral or something to come back with it. Right. They go there and they don't see anybody, but they see a gas generator running outside. Which, holy shit. I know this is the early 70s. What's the loudest fucking generator I've ever heard? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, when generators start getting junky, they get really loud. So, I, I can see it. And that generator is probably from, like, the 40s. So oh, yeah. Who the fuck knows? They, they find all the old cars, like, hidden in the backyard. Is Am I correct in assuming these are former victim cars? That's what, the, in my head canon. that's what it is. Like, that's what I enjoy thinking. They don't spell it out for you, but, like, everything here is set up to be ominous, so I would assume so. Oh, yeah. And there's just weird shit hanging from trees, like cups and shit, and, like, a watch with a nail in it. Yeah, they go up to the porch, and they're knocking, but no one's there, and... I guess, like, they're like, well, that means I can just go in, right? They're banging on the door, and, that, like, a human tooth falls out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, this will be a funny prank to play on her. And, like, hands her a human tooth, and she's like, ew, disgusted, disgusted, of course, and takes off. And, like, just goes over to sit on the swing, like, in the yard. And he keeps banging on the door so hard that the door just opens. I gotta ask, where do you think the tooth came from? Because I've seen this movie a ton of times, and I have no idea where that tooth comes from, actually. Yeah, it just lands out of nowhere. Was it, like, in the door jam or something? But I have no idea. Yeah, I've never been able to figure it out. But, so, she's on this swing that's in the yard, and he goes in. And here's where we finally get our Leatherface reveal. Oh, too, because, like, I love how he keeps peeking his head in. And then, like, you can see this weird, like, kind of ramp 
going into a doorway and you hear like pig sounds. It's like, wee, 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 which we come to find out is Leatherface. Yes. And yeah, he goes wandering in and like stumbles. And then there's the fucking amazing appearance of Leatherface for the very first time where he just steps out of the doorway with that hammer and just clobbers him. But I also love this scene so much because he does, like how many other horror movies, You uh, the killer touches somebody, they're dead. Leatherface clobbers him in the head with his hammer, but it seems more realistic because now the guy almost starts going into like convulsions. Oh yeah, he starts seizing, his whole body's twitching. I also want to take time to mention just how terrifying of a reveal it is. It's not built up with a lot of music or anything like that. Like, it's not jump scary. It's just, oh! I mean, I guess it's a little jump scary, but not in the classic sense you're thinking. Because he just comes around the corner and he's there and would be the most scary thing to find in this situation. Yeah, it's like he just steps out of nowhere. Like you said, there's really no music. It does like a little bit of a zoom in. He whacks him in the ha- with the hammer. The guy goes down. He whacks him again. And then he just like slams the door shut. Just like a period at the end of the scene. Now, you know how this house still exists, but it's not in the same location anymore. Um, right. They moved it and it's a restaurant now. And they, they chopped the house into six pieces to try to preserve it the best they could. And they set it up in a summer barbecue restaurant, obviously. And where this was, like where the sliding metal door is is the way back to the kitchen, huh. and the metal door isn't there anymore, but you can still see, because that wasn't even on the original house, they put it in for the movie, but you can still see on the like floor there where the metal door slid across and slammed back and everything, like all the scrape marks from it, they left exactly like that. And holy shit, I love that that door goes back to the kitchen now. Yeah, it's kind of perfect, isn't it? Because even in the movie, it goes back to the kitchen. He goes into the kitchen, he has all of his meat hooks, you know, yeah. he has his trusty chainsaw. But so, he... Hammers him, takes him back. We don't see what happens after that because he slams the metal door shut and Pam starts going inside. And look, not to be creepy, but I do want to point out the shot because it is fucking iconic and still paid homage to today of just her walking to the house. And I want to say Texas Chainsaw, at least this first one, isn't sleazy in the slightest compared to what would come after it pretty much in horror and i don't even think this is sexual shot but like it's that classic shot of her walking up to the house in the bareback shirt and the shorts and everything yeah and it's like kind of a it's a low shot looking up at her and of course you're looking up up at her ass but that's not the entire thing of the thing like you said um it's like i said earlier where there's no underwear in this movie but george lucas also said that about star wars where there's no underwear in space Yes, but, like, I still today, like, I think I just watched, like, a 2021 release, and it's not done, like, in horror comedies, necessarily, even. I mean, it is in those, too, but not just those. Every time I see this shot of a girl walking to the house in a horror movie like this, and they do this shot, I'm like, Texas Chainsaw. Every time, I'm glad that it's still, like, paid that respect to. Well, and it's, like you said, it's such an an iconic scene, because even, like, and a shot and whatnot, because then, because... All of a sudden, she's like, okay, what's going on? Where'd he go? And she goes up to the door, and that's that whole thing of, like, she she has no idea what's about to happen. Yeah, I also think the bare back on it is a little foreshadowing, and, like, it focuses on the bare back, and then, so later, when we get that meat hook scene, even though meat hook's gonna hurt whether it goes through your shirt or not, it makes it feel all that more vulnerable in that moment, too. Yeah, you know, like, oh, she's not hung on her clothing. There's no back to that shirt. She that's going through her ribs. Yes. 
But so she goes in and she falls in the, what I have dubbed the feather and bone room. Yeah, the chicken room. Yes. Which is terrifying, honestly. I think this is the scariest room in the house. And there's a corpse and a nearly corpse upstairs. Yeah, where um, she keeps like just it's a good like a few couple minutes scene of just looking at what's in this room. Like there's animal skeletons and skulls. There's their chicken in a uh, cage for no reason hanging from the ceiling. It's covered in feathers. But then you also start seeing like, oh, there's a couch that's made of human bone, which is 100 percent what Ed Gein did that this is all based off of. Yeah, no, I, I got to say this when you say it's all based off of. I always go, it's sem- it's inspired by. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's not like 100% where, like, Ed Gein's running around with a chainsaw and, like, a like, he didn't wear a mask all the time. Just every once in a while did he wear the mask. And that was more of a in-his-personal-time thing. He more liked his mammary vest or his nipple belt. Exactly, which they've never given Leatherface that I'm aware of. No, there's no nipple belt yet. <laughs> there is that new one coming out soon oh. i think i don't know i've been hearing about it for like three years apparently it's done i, I haven't know, I seen cannot... a thing about it though yeah all i've seen is like the poster and that's it same yeah we'll see one day but anyway so she goes in she falls in the chicken and bone room i think the scene's only like 30 seconds but it feels like two or three minutes in a good way not like it drags but like you're oh what the fuck what the fuck like and it feels like it drags in a yeah. good way, not boring. But because she keeps looking around, and you feel like you could sit with that scene for ten minutes, and she would keep seeing new fucked up things. Yeah. But she kind of goes into hysterics and runs out of the room, and Leatherface at this point is like probably heard commotion, so he comes around, and he does this weird like, like scream. And then it's the iconic shot of like, she goes, she makes it just outside the screen door. But Leatherface catches her from behind and hugs her and, like, brings her back inside and then hangs her on the meat hook. Oh, yeah. She gets meat hooked. And, again, no gore or blood shown because it's a PG movie. (laughs) Oh, and you were saying about how, like, this movie has such a long-lasting impression on horror. Even, like, uh, Liz plays Dead by Daylight all the time. And for in that game, for the killer to, like, get you, you get hung on a meat hook. Yes, you do, and you gotta wait for the thing to come get you, yeah. Yeah, no matter who the killer is, because Leatherface is also in that game, but it's not just his character, it's like the focal point of the game to hang people on meat hooks. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. Like, the influence, if we picked every influence of this movie, we could do a whole episode on it, that'd be fun one day if we picked everything this has done. But yeah, it's crazy how much it's done. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. But she's meat hooked, and right after he meat hooks her... He starts cutting up Kirk with the chainsaw. And that's the first time we've actually seen the chainsaw come into play in this chainsaw massacre. And it's not like in Texas Chainsaw 3, where the chainsaw is like 10 feet long, and it's gold and chrome, and it has the saw as family and the blade, and it's perfect. This is just like a normal run-of-the-mill chainsaw you would just get from like the hardware store. It's green. Yeah. It's, you know, I think those are my favorite like Leatherface chainsaws is when they're just beat up regular work looking chainsaws. Yeah, because it makes I, sense. How much I love Texas Three and like the chainsaw looks so awesome. It's not realistic whatsoever. It takes you out of the movie. Oh, for sure. But after that, we cut back to Sally, Jerry, and Franklin are at the van, and Jerry leaves. Sally, I think, wants to go with him, but stays back with Franklin. 
yeah, Jerry, um, young Howard Stern wants to go wander off and get away from Franklin. He's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to get to Hartford, Connecticut, so I can start uh, radio DJing with Fred. <laughs> like, yes. And I love uh, that um, Sal Sally's like, can I go with you? And he's like, you should probably stay here. Where you can see she's like, God fucking damn it. I do not want to be <laughs> stuck around this fucking asshole anymore. It's her brother, too. Yeah, what you would, it's even worse where it's like, you know, that poor lady having to deal with him since she was little. Yes. Franklin's still terrified of this hitchhiker. He won't stop talking about, do you think he's coming back? He can't find us, right? Oh, yeah, because Jerry a minute ago was like teasing him like, oh, I gave him your uh, address, Franklin. I gave him your zip code. He knows exactly what you're afraid of. I told him all about you. <laughs> well, you know, Jerry's just like, fuck you, Franklin. Just shut the fuck up about this hitchhiker. It was hours ago. We know we're sorry you got cut, but shut the fuck up. We're going to kick you out <laughs> with him. This is where Jerry gets to the house. And I love the way you put it to me. That I've actually never considered before. Because this is the third and final straw for Leatherface, I feel like. He's like, why do these fucking people keep coming to my house? Yeah, he goes in the back through the door, and then Leatherface attacks him. And then shoves, uh, I forget who, back into the um, freezer. And then Leatherface just goes over and sits at a window. And, like, looks out the window, and he sits down, and he starts, like, patting his head and almost being like, where the fuck are all these people coming from? Why am I, is everyone trespassing on my land today? Yeah, licking his creepy sharpened teeth and everything. Yeah, and you get a couple really great close-ups of his face, of just like, oh yeah, there's like, you can tell he's fucked up under there, but he also has this like, paper-thin, like, jerky mask on. Yeah, that's the first time you really realize that's a face on his face. Which, yeah, Leatherface has like three, I would say three distinctive looks throughout this movie. It's the butcher, which he is now with the apron the hardcore apron on and the chainsaw and then there's um almost like lady leather face where he's like puts on like a lady face later on and he has like the kitchen apron on and he's like making food and then i my favorite leather face is um him in the suit and like the awesome cowboy boots yeah he uh, he seems to change the face depending on what he is doing like what role he's playing almost like we change our own emotions right greg I mean, if we want to go that deep with it, okay. Yes, yes. why not? <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> but, so, it's nighttime now, and Sally and Franklin are still at the van, and Franklin realizes they don't have the keys, and this worries him quite a bit, because that hitchhiker's still out there. Yeah, because Franklin has the flashlight. Sally wants to go looking for everyone. Franklin's like, okay, I don't want to go. And then she's like, okay, give me the flashlight. And he's like, no, let's leave. Let's go back to the gas station. And she's like, no, we need to go look for Jerry. Young Howard Stern needs to be on the radio and get really bad 50 years later. <laughs> and then, like, she's like, I cannot push you up and down this terrain in this woods because Franklin will not let go of the flashlight. And then, like you say, he's like, I'll go hook the horn one more time, Sally. And he's like, they took the keys. Sally, they took the keys. <laughs> and then they fight over the flashlight, like you said. And Sally just like, fine, I'm going on my own. And Franklin starts following her, and then she just starts pushing Franklin. Yeah, of course, because he's like, I'll come with you. I can do this. But yeah, then like cut to the next scene. Uh, he's complaining about how he's being pushed. <laughs> yes. And then, Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> and they see a light in the distance, which is the Sawyer house, and they're heading towards that. Yeah, and a couple times Franklin's like, I thought I heard something. 
And then it finally cuts to like, no, Sally, stop, stop. I hear something. And then there's a just, I love how it's just lit by the flashlight. You just see Leatherface appear and just cuts Franklin like down the middle. Like, and once, once again, like you say, we don't see anything. We just see the back shot of like behind Franklin looking forward. So we don't actually see any gore. But this one being set at night really helps it too. Cause you can get away with not showing it and not being weird. And especially right. the light being our only source of light. That really helps with that. I think, but it's still so fucked up. Oh yeah, it's disturbing as hell. And like how you said about uh, Texas Chainsaw 2, Franklin shows up in that. Yeah, he does. You're not wrong. Yeah, he's still in his wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Also, this was a straight-up jump scare, this one, where he gets Franklin. That one's a 100% classic jump scare, like with the... <laughs> he's just right there. Oh, but you're like you said, classic jump scare. It's not them opening up a closet and a cat jumps out. Oh, no. Which, there are some old movies that still did that, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, then we get our first, well, part one of our chase scene, him chasing Sally down and she gets to his house, locks him out and runs upstairs. Why did she think this was going to work? Literally, what's the man carrying with him? A chainsaw. And what's yes. the door made of? Wood. And Leatherface doesn't, this is his own house, but he doesn't have the thought of like, open the door. He's just in such kill mode that he's like, chop door down. Yeah. Or I'm sure there's another way into the house. No, but he's just so, like, tunnel-focused on, like, get woman, must have dinner. <laughs> he gets in, though, and then he starts running upstairs after her, and, oh, wait, he's not in yet, because this is Grandma and Grandpa scene. Oh, yeah, which I love the real, like, she runs up to Grandpa, who looks like a corpse, but he could possibly be alive, which later we find out he is. Then we pan over to Grandma. She's just skin on a skeleton. She and is then- rotting. I also love they have their little dog there, too. Yeah, I think showing Grandpa here with Grandma makes the later part such a twist that you're like, oh, holy shit. Holy shit, that thing's alive? Yeah, that's the crazy part about it, because you think, and with how fucked up they are, they're wearing people's faces, they're cannibals, everything like that. Them bringing down their Grandpa doesn't seem like anything. Like, okay, yeah, they're going to bring the dead corpse down here. But then when it moves and you realize he's alive, it's like, oh, yeah, and that's a, later on when we get to that scene, I have a lot to say. Oh, good. Uh, but this is where Leatherface gets in, and Sally just leaps right out the window through glass and all. Not the first time she'll do that. She yeets her way out the window. I'm trying to get some more. I'm trying to get some modern lingo in there for the kids. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was doing my notes for a movie we're doing in the future, and I stopped myself from writing "yeet" because like <laughs> someone threw something against the wall and like hard. I'm like he yeeted it against the wall. I'm like. I'm I'm not I'm almost thirty. I have not rated yeeted against the wall. Well, the fact that we're using it now and it kind of like comes to our mind means it's not cool anymore. Exactly, one hundred percent. Swag. <laughs> Stop it! But um, we get what I describe as chase part two, and this one's good because Leatherface like looks like he's going the wrong way, then starts coming towards her again. And it's great, but she makes it to the gas station. Oh, yeah, I love where it's like, okay, so now she's, like, running down, like, the driveway again. And you almost see, like, Leatherface, like, cross the screen really quick, like he zigzags. (laughs) That's what I love, like, it's like, like, him running back and forth. (laughs) Like, he overcommits, he's like, oh, fuck, I'm about to fall in the ditch, like... (laughs) 
But yeah, so all that, she ends up at the gas station. Again, she has no idea of any sort of connection between that house and this man or anything like that. Yeah, at this point, we don't know, like, the like first time watching this, if it is, you don't know that the hitchhiker, the cook, and Leatherface are all just, like, a big happy family. Yeah, this movie actually has, like, a crazy amount of twists that are really well done. Which, I gotta say, um, Jim Sidow as the old man cook is my favorite character out of this movie and also Texas 2. Oh, dude, I can't give it to him in 2, but I know what you mean. Oh, just in 2, he's even better. Because he's like, I do um, love him in two, especially when his ass gets sawed at the grenade. And he's all about his meat, where he's like, "Oh yeah, we use nothing but the freshest meat. The trick's yeah. in the meat." And then like she, we'll do two. We'll do two. We can't give it away now. That's just a hard pepper kernel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love. Yeah, she runs in, and like it's this right before she runs in the door. It's like the volume is at like maximum. Leatherface looks like he's 10 feet tall, like right behind her. And then she runs into the door. Nothing dead quiet. There's not, it's such a startling transition. Cause Leatherface, like there's probably some weird shit where he's not allowed there. And he's like, Oh, oh I'm going to make the old man mad. I better stop. Well, exactly. He's like, Oh shit. I'm really close to the old man. Like he's going to be mad that I'm not home. Yeah, exactly. Like it, all these things like come together on your second watch. Like when you're like when you know all of it. Like oh, that's why he didn't go there. He knows him, right? Um, I love how he's like comforting her and is like, oh, it's okay. I'll go get the truck and I'll be right back. And then he's gone for a really long time. And then she's like looking at like the smoked meats and things aren't quite looking too right. Yeah, and the thing is, like, there's no obvious like hand in there or anything, but it's shot. In just the way that you think, oh, that's human. Right. And especially, like, what we know about this family and what happens, like, in a couple scenes. Yeah. So it's it's really disturbing. Like, the realization, and she acts it so well, there's no dialogue spoken here. But you can tell what she realizes. She's like, oh, shit, this, I need to get out of here now. Right. But at that point, the old man's back the truck up, and he comes walking in through the doorway with a, like, burlap sack. And it's like, and a rope everything's gonna be okay and at this point it's like and at this point everything was not okay <laughs> yeah sally smartly though grabs the knife but is thwarted with a broom oh my god the broom beating scene it makes me laugh out loud every single time where it's just jim Sidow just beating the fuck out of her with a broom but just like the broom side of the broom like the sweeping yeah. side and he, he's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like not the end that would actually beat the hell out of you. The the straw end. Yeah, until he breaks that on her. And then he just starts poking her with the stick. Yeah, it's because he doesn't want to damage the meat right now. No, a bruised meat isn't that good, Greg. Exactly. Um, he, he gets her in the truck. She's tied up in the sack. And then it's so funny because like, this also shows how casual it is to him. Because he gets in the truck and there's the scene of, oh, he forgot. He goes and turns the lights off. And then gets back in and says the line about how, like, the uh, cost of electricity is enough to drive a man out of business. But, like, that's how casual he is about this, is, oh, I better go turn the lights out. I forgot. Yeah, he, like, almost got too giddy and excited about what was going on. Then he's like, oh, fuck, I gotta lock up. <laughs> um, on the way back, he starts poking her with the broom and everything. And this is just disturbing and shows how weird and creepy he is. And he keeps saying, like, everything will be all right. And they all start poking her and, like, laughing again. Yeah, uh, 
the hitchhiker ends up in his high beams here, and he gets out and starts yelling at him and starts beating him right there in the drive. Like, you almost got caught. You were on the radio <laughs> yelling at him. Yeah, it's like, why, you need to look after your brother. What did I tell you about leaving your brother alone? And like you said, he's getting beaten by the, uh, like, broom handle. And I love, this is another shot I love of it's just lit by, like, the car headlights. Yeah. And it's just them, like, tussling in the road for a second. Like, I guess brothers would do. I don't have a brother, but I've seen it enough. And then they just, like, make up and they're fine again and they go back to the house. Yeah. Yeah. He gets in, starts driving, hitchhiker jumps in the back, and at home, the hitchhiker ties Sally to the chair, and the realization dawns on her, because he's like, I thought you were in a hurry! And, like, she realizes all these people are connected. Yeah, where it's like, oh, fuck, like, I thought we were done with you. Well, I also love, like, they get to the house, and Jim Sidow, like, pulls up, and then the hitchhiker jumps out, and starts, like fucking with like the driver's side door he starts like banging on it and kicking it and like slamming it back and forth and jump side i was like fuck off almost and then (laughs) maybe my entire favorite line of the movie is when they get up to the door and he goes look what your brother did to the door (laughs) i'm so glad you brought it up and even better is after the hitchhiker ties her to the chair because that's what he starts yelling at leatherface about the door You, you idiot, you, you broke the door! (laughs) Like, it's an accident, he accidentally broke the door. He went through it with a chainsaw, you broke it! Yeah, you, yeah, I love how he's like, you cut the door down, or, no, it's, you broke the door! (laughs) (laughs) And here is where we get Grandpa. Yeah, where they're like, get up there, and, uh, and the, cause the hitchhiker's fucking around, um, with Sally, and they're like, get up there and get Grandpa! And then the hitchhiker goes up. Hitchhiker needs help from Leatherface to carry Grandpa down. Sally, at this point, seen all of this already. So she's like, oh, fuck, they're carrying that corpse downstairs. But like you said, it's like, oh, it's moving. Yeah, it's you realize it's alive and it's wild. And then we get the, the whole finger blood scene. I'm sure you know the facts I'm about to say, so I'll let you go ahead and take it. Yeah, this is the scene. This is another scene where I'll fuck with Mom all the time. Where this is a scene that she says is one of the reasons that she hates this movie and will never watch it again. Of like, they cut her finger and put it in Grandpa's mouth. And he starts like sucking the blood out of her finger. And he start his hands are going like, like a wee! Like, it's like, um, his hands are like doing like little child movements almost. Like, he can't fully move, but he's excited he's getting blood. Yeah. And the fucked up thing is this is real blood. Yeah, exactly. And he just, he's, this is his favorite snack. It's like, oh, thank you. I was about to go to bed. I wanted my midnight snack. No, I mean, in real life, shooting this, this is the actress who played Sally's real blood that oh, really? he is sucking. Yeah, uh, they had a, a prop knife that was supposed to poke and then push the blood, fake blood out onto her finger, and it kept not working. And finally, they just pricked her finger for real, and he sucked the blood, knowing well what it was. One, not safe or, like, healthy at all to be doing this. But, yeah, that's a thing that's fucked up beyond belief. Yeah, even back in those... Well, this is... You have to think. This is way pre-COVID. I believe this is also pre-HIV. Yes, it is. But still, just in general. But, yeah, this would... If this happened, like, 1980 or after, it would be like, oh, this movie set is shut down immediately. Yeah. I also want but, to point out that Grandpa, the guy who played him, was, like, the youngest person on set. 
Which is hilarious because now he kind of, well, he's not that old yet, but like he's aging into the role that he played. So like everyone always assumes this guy's dead, but no, he's just under like a whole like layer of makeup. Which is insane to think too, because if you know the behind the scenes of like the, especially the filming of this scene, it was like 110 degrees in that room because of all the lights and they're filming in Texas. And there's all this meat around. It took them like 12 to 13 hours or something to film. So like people would constantly like be running outside to puke because the stench was so bad. Oh yeah. It's gross. After that whole finger blood thing though, she passes out and she wakes back up at the table and everyone's there and we got our whole screaming and howling. She's screaming. Hitchhiker's howling. Old man's kind of laughing. Leatherface isn't really making noise because Leatherface typically won't. Yeah, and this is one of the reasons why this uh, movie is this week, is because they're at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, for all of our listeners in the States, hope you had a good Thanksgiving yesterday if you're listening on release day. Yeah, which, that's what this movie's all about. Family getting together and having a nice feast. I mean, their feast the is feast short. might be screaming and tied to a chair. Yes. But yeah, I love how this is another psychological thing that movies do, like not airline, not like a ton, but when they do it and it's done right, it's so unnerving of like the victim screaming and then whoever is like the bad guy starts screaming along with them just to mock them. Like I'm thinking like Michael Parks and Tusk. I'm so glad you said that because I wanted to say that as my example. I'm like I'm not going to use Tusk as my example, but yes, that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking of too. Where it's just like, oh my god, so it's like, oh, I'm an extra danger because they're not afraid whatsoever about being heard. Yeah. We have the insult of the century right here coming from the hitchhiker because he's talking about the old man. He's like, I do the butchering. He's just a cook. He can't do it. And he's like, I don't take no pleasure in murdering. Yeah, he's like, some people just do their own thing. Like, he's defending his position, like, that he's not a murderer. Yeah, and he keeps throwing it back in his face of, he's just the cook. It's like, <laughs> why you? But they say, well, let's let Grandpa have some fun. You always said he's the best, so Grandpa is going to use the sledge, which in this case is just a regular claw hammer, I think, and bash Sally in the back of the head, and we get the big metal like wash tub bucket pulled out, and she's about to be killed over that right in the kitchen. Which, this is another one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie, and a scene that I will mock my mother with relentlessly until the day she dies. Of, like, every once in a while I'll just be like, get her, Grandpa, get her, get her! And I'll start, like, jumping up and down and clapping, and she's like, oh my god, stop it, Brett. Like, I don't want to think about that movie. But yeah, it's so fucked up of, like, yeah, Grandpa cannot hold the hammer, so, like, Leatherface is helping him, like, beat her to death, basically. And the hitchhiker's going nuts. The cook's going nuts. They're all screaming and, like, chanting. She's screaming, like, her head off because he, they keep missing. But finally, they get a couple good blows in where you see, like, blood coming. Not even really good blows. He kind of drops it on her head, more or less. Yeah, but it actually hits her head a couple times, at least. <laughs> yeah, she is bleeding in the back of the head. And, like, they're all sort of, no, let me do it. Let's get, like, they all start, like, arguing and, like, laughing and jumping. There's just so much chaos that she just gets away and they don't even realize it for a split second because of all the madness going on. Well, yeah, because the hitchhiker goes, starts going nuts for a minute. He's like, I can get her. I can get her in one lick kind of thing. And that's when she, like, yeah, she scrambles and, like, gets free and jumps through the window. 
And it's that like insanely terrified look on her face. And we see now that it's, it's starting to be morning. So this has been going on all night. Oh, that's always a shock to me too. Cause it's so dark in the house. You still assume it's like somewhere between like 11 and 3 AM. Like right. you don't realize it's like daylight outside. Well, cause even uh, later earlier on, the cook was saying something about like, we got to get this going. I got to go open up my shop. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's like a little throwaway line like that of like, so he's just been up all night on this adrenaline rush. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cause yeah, she does pass out and wake back up. So a lot of time probably passed then. Yeah. But she jumping out the window and then she starts running for it. But quickly behind her, the hitchhiker starts running and then Leatherface comes out and revs up the chainsaw and the chase is on. Yeah, Leatherface in his Sunday best. This is my favorite version of Leatherface. It's Pretty Woman Leatherface because he has the makeup on his uh, leather mask. And he's in his suit. And I love his super pointy cowboy boots. They are nice. Well, they are in Texas. He's got to blend in with the locals, Brett. Which, this is another reason I love this movie so much and I enjoy Leatherface. Is because he's the one person I feel like I can dress up as uh, like at halloween and not have it be embarrassing because leatherface is not like a seven foot tall hulking guy he's like a normal size guy and he's like a little pudgy like i don't want to be fat michael myers on halloween but i can pull off leatherface because leatherface enjoys his meats that's very true i can't do like a part six jason i don't got that marine ass yo i know yeah exactly leatherface is kind of there for us Oh, yeah, I do not want to do squat thrusts for six months to get that amazing <laughs> C.J. Graham ass, you know, like. Yeah, but so she's running and she makes it to, like, the main road. I also love the hitchhiker's weird skipping, arm-waving chase that he does by the fence on the way out to the road. Oh, he's having such a great time. Like, this is playtime for him. It also kind of shows, like, how much they've done this by the fact they're not even really bothered by this. Like, they're not even taking it seriously still at this point. Oh, no, they're like, oh, she's kind of getting away, but this has happened before. We'll get her. Yeah. They make it to the road, and the hitchhiker is hit by, like, a big semi-truck right away. Yeah, he gets hit by, I forget what it, I forget what the semi-truck's name is, but it has like a name on it, like a 70, like a classic 70s thing. And then the truck driver gets out to help Sally. But I love how like he gets out and then he sees Leatherface come around the end of his truck and he's like, fuck this. And he just jumps <laughs> right back into the truck. Which, you know what, thank God, smartest guy in a horror movie that there is right there. Oh, yeah, and especially him being, because he's also a bigger guy, where he's like, I'm not going to be able to outrun this guy for too long, so let's try to get back in the truck. And then they go, She he gets Sally in the truck, too. So they escape for a minute, and he grabs, like, a lug wrench kind of thing, and then they're, like, on a, they're on, like, a foot chase again, which is so funny, because it's, like, chubby Leatherface, chubby truck driver, and, like, hurt Sally are all limping down this road. And then, oh, here comes a truck. And it, like, skids out of nowhere and, like, goes off the road. And uh, the truck driver turns around, throws the lug wrench at Leatherface, hits him in the head. Leatherface goes down, almost, like, chops his own leg off, basically. He does chop it up a bit with the chainsaw, yeah. Yeah, well, I love that scene where it's, like, a split second. And you can tell they just put a stake in Gunnar Hansen's, like, pants leg and just, like, hit it with the chainsaw real quick. Because it just looks like steak. Yeah, it's still cool, though. It's practical effect. I'll take it. Oh, yeah. And then at this point, Sally's in the back of the truck. They're taking off. She's doing the, which is like, it's very haunting. The ha 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 
laughing of like the insane laughter. And it's then terrified, relieved, and hysterical rolled into one. And it's like this is a brilliant performance, I think, from her right here. This is great. Oh, just completely off the rails completely. Yeah. And then we get another one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie and of horror movies in general of just Leatherface dancing with his chainsaw in the middle of the road while the sun's coming up. Yeah, just swinging it around in that, like, with that, like, lens flare sunlight right there in Texas. You still hear the saw whirring. It's it's perfect. You remember this image forever. Oh, yeah, you still hear Sally screaming in the background. And then just smash cuts. Credits? Yeah. And then there's the credits are even still like disturbing because it's not like it cuts into like, oh, look, Ghost did a new song for the new horror movie. You know, like even though we said how cool that was, it just cuts to almost like don't don. And then it's like like background, like ambient noise. Yeah, it's great. So that's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Holy holy fuck. I mean, look, we probably didn't say anything that you guys don't know because this movie has been covered to death. But I'll be damned if we didn't ever get to talk about Texas Chainsaw. I'm so glad we got to. Oh, and I just, I know it's like, this is a movie that's been dissected and whatnot to death. But I hope that we love, like, put our little throbbing with horror spin on it. And like you said, it was just so much fun to talk about, like, a movie I adore. Yeah. So, should we get the end of episode stuff, like horror bits? Yeah. Okay, so let's start with Count of the Dead. Uh, those who don't know, the Throwing with Horror Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in a movie and add them to our grand total of all the movies we've done. Last episode we did was American Psycho, which left us with a count of the dead of 716. Where do you think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre brought us? I'm hip to be scared. <laughs> um, I'm going to say there's four in Texas Chainsaw. Okay. You want to count them out? Oh, uh, well, let me see. We had, we had um, five people in our group. How many survived? Uh, well, Sally survived. Yes. So that's the only one. Yes. Uh, so Jerry died, Franklin, Kirk, and Pam. And it depends on what you want to say about the hitchhiker. I think the hitchhiker's fucking dead. He got creamed with that. And he, he doesn't. he's on in part two. Well, because there's some people that call Chop Top the hitchhiker. Uh, but no, they say Chop Top was in Vietnam during the events of the last movie. Yeah. So, I'll say five. Okay. Yep, five. You got it. Uh, that brings us to 721. Nice. Well, um, every week, Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Which I also love now. Like, every time I see, like, a Sesame Count thing on TikTok, I have to send it to you. I, I get so many, like, the count from Sesame Street thing sent to me by you. Just because I love it so much. Like, as soon as you did a count of the dead, and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, well, every weekday, Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and I like to do my rating system, but I don't like to do stars or thumbs up or thumbs down. Because Joe Bob Briggs does stars, and Joe Bob is sacred. Hail Joe Bob. Yes. And Cisco and Ebert did stars, and they also did thumbs up, thumbs down sometimes, and they can go suck on a chainsaw. I'll tell you what, though, right now I'm pretty happy for Cisco and Ebert with this. We'll have a bonus episode coming out hopefully soon for you guys that I use some of their stuff for, which will be the most, what's the word I want to say, the most useful thing they've ever done is supplying us with the material for this. For throbbing with horror. <laughs> yes, that's the legacy. Um, so I like to do something one through ten 
from the movie, one being the worst and 10 being the best. And I think this one is perfect to do barbecue. Okay, yeah. So barbecue. So like a number one barbecue is like if you go to like a festival and everything's super overpriced and you pay, you way overpaid for this barbecue, you get it, it's cold and it has no flavor and you take one bite, you're like, I'm just going to throw this away. I just completely wasted my time and money. Yeah. I was saying a number 10 barbecue is like, there's this really great place in town called Fat Daddy's. They have amazing barbecue. Also, whenever my dad will smoke something for like 12 plus hours and then be like, hey, we just smoked, you know, um, a brisket for 12 hours. You guys want to come over for dinner? And it's just like, fuck yeah. That that does something. I, I can't do that because I don't have a wood pellet thing. I don't do it. I just have a regular grill, but I love when people do that stuff. It tastes so good. Well, especially now that dad's retired, he's been doing it more often and I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974 is my favorite horror movie of all time. Second favorite movie of all time. So I have to give it a 10 out of 10 barbecue. I mean, come on. It's a fucking 10. This is yeah. finger licking good barbecue. There's a little bit of gristle in there, but you don't care because it's still really good. You, I'm not a big fan of fat on barbecue, but if it's done just right, you're like, oh, this is amazing. That's this movie. Yeah, I... This it's a, it's a ten. I mean, for me too. But yeah, it's perfect. This is like I said at the beginning, and where I said up for debate, like whether it is the most. And even though it's not my favorite movie of all time, I legit think it probably is the best horror movie of all time. There's are very few movies I would take into contention and actually consider. Well, this one might be better, and those ones have a solid case for them. But just to be in that conversation, yeah, it's a ten. Oh, so do we have another Hall of Famer here, Greg? We do have a throbbing with horror Hall of Famer. Okay, so. I don't get to give this speech often. For those who don't know, the Throbbing with Horror Hall of Fame is any movie that both Brett from Dimension Z and Greg of the Dead rate a perfect 10. The Throbbing with Horror Hall of Fame current class is Halloween, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Trick or Treat, Hereditary, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is a fucking solid list. Oh, yes. I'm going to have to start writing that down because I'm not going to be able to commit all that to memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because eventually, like, we'll be a couple years into it, and it'll be like, fuck, we have 15 of these now. Yeah. But, yeah, the perfect 10 out of 10 movie, and like I say every time this comes up, I that sounds like a fucking solid, like, night of movies to me. Like, go to, like, an all-nighter, like, drive-in kind of thing. Oh, that was doing all those? It'd be great. But, yeah, congratulations, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for being inducted into the Throbbing with Horror Hall of Fame. Yeah, you're good enough to Throbbing with Horror that we will allow you to go to into our Hall of Fame. Yes. Now, we were hold for Toby Hooper to call us and uh, accept this award. Oh, shit, he died, didn't he? Yeah, Toby <laughs> Hooper's not alive. Yeah, we're going to be waiting a while. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, um, fucking A-plus movie, man. I had such a great time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so you didn't see it till you were a teenager. You know what's shameful to say, but you know, I can't help what movies I come across first. I saw the remake first. Oh, really? Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Because I'm, I don't know if I, I may have even seen clips of the remake before seeing the original. Because I believe that came out in like 2003. Yeah, so it was like that perfect age for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect for like when I was like starting and like i was already like pretty into loving horror movies and starting just to love them more and branching out yeah so yeah i, I did see the remake first so it's 
I mean, and then when I saw the original, I'm like, oh, they didn't need to remake it. But I that remake, as far as those go, especially those Platinum Dunes ones or whatever, is one of the better ones. Well, I also enjoy how they remade it. Of they didn't do it beat for beat of the movie like the like they did with um Psycho in the nineties, of it's exactly yeah. how it is in the original. They did enough new stuff in it. Like with um who's that drill instructor? Is it um Arlie Ermy? I'm not sure. But he's that drill instructor from like Full Metal Jacket and stuff where he's like, you think about like a hardcore military dude, you think of this guy. Which one is he in the movie? Um, well, let me look it up real quick. He's the sheriff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean now, yeah. Yeah, I know. I gotta look up his name, because he is so good. Yeah, R. Lee Ermey is his name. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, as far as those goes, I watch this one first, if you guys have the choice. I didn't really, because the age I was. But, and then, you can check that one out. It's worth looking into as an alternate take and everything, but definitely watch what we covered today first. Well, I would even say the entire Texas Chainsaw series as a whole is worth checking out. Even, like, the kind of shitty Leatherface prequel they did that wasn't very good. It's still good enough to check out. And even, like, Part 3 is bad at points, but it's still fun. Next Generation is even more bad, but has Matthew McConaughey in it. So. Yeah, that is wild, isn't it? And uh, who's the other one? Um, Is it Reese Witherspoon or... I forget. Uh, Halle Berry. Uh, let me make sure. Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Who's in the big one? Oh, whatever. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And it's well, I love the, also about Next Generation that like they knew um, those two, like Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, were going to be um, like big stars, and because a couple of their movies had come out since the filming of this. So they held it back and then released it after like a couple of their bigger movies came out and then they were all mad. Yeah. Which I mean, smart on their part, but sucks for them. So should we tell them what we're doing next week? Yes. What's next week, Greg? I'm excited because I've been trying to get this movie on the podcast for a while because I don't own it and I was waiting for it to come onto something that we both had for streaming and it's finally on Shudder. So next week we're going to be doing the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, which is one that I've never seen before, but I've heard a lot of great things about, so I can't wait. I think you're going to like it. I don't think you're going to love it. I think you'll like it, though. I think it's it's pretty brilliant, especially the first time you see it. It's really good. Oh, yeah. I'm always excited to check out new things, especially for the podcast, so this will be fun. Yeah, so uh, if you guys want, it is streaming on Shudder and Tubi, so make sure you check that out in time for next week and when we'll be doing that episode. And again, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all those in the States. Hope you didn't kill anyone for TV today, but I think that's pretty much all online now. Yeah, most of it's online because even places, it's not as hardcore as it used to be where they would like, places are actually starting to shut down on Thanksgiving again. Which they should, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, gather around with your family, have some amazing barbecue of some really good quote-unquote meats. And listen to Throbbing with Horror. Yeah, and listen to Throbbing with Horror. Where you should give us a five-star rating on whatever podcatcher you listen to. And you can follow us on all the socials, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And that about wraps it up, wouldn't you say? Yep. Uh, check out Greg on his other show, Geek Positive, every week. Um, they just did Eternals, where is where I'm caught up to right now, which is an interesting episode. <laughs> oh, me and Max will fight on that episode. That's a oh, fun yeah. one. I love uh, the lockdown. When this one comes out, it'll probably be Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, shit. That's right, that's this month. That's this week, like, in our time, yeah. Damn. 
Well, good job. I hope you're enjoying Ghostbusters, Brett. Future <laughs> Brett. I hope I liked it. Brett from the Mention X is seeing Ghostbusters right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we hope that um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has left your brain throbbing with horror.